Welcome to The Verb with Heather Hallman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Hallman. Welcome back to The Verb. I'm your host, Heather Holloman, and today we are talking about how God chose you to belong to the new family. This may be one of my favorite episodes because I am fascinated by what we are seeing in the culture about the epidemic of loneliness and the number of students I teach that are profoundly lonely, the loneliness of my own heart. This concept of belonging to a new family is so powerful when you think God chose you and invites you to become part of a new family. Think about the verse in Ephesians 2.19, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. How beautiful. I want you to think that you are part of a new household today. In this family, you take on a special role. At all times, you have the unlimited privileges of belonging as a child in a royal household. You also accept the invitation to bless others within this family. In other words, you're always going to be a child dependent on the Lord, but you're also a sister or brother, an encourager, or a mother and father figure, like a shepherd. So as you grow in your Christian faith, you'll find God using you more and more with the special gifts He's given you to help others mature in their faith until what Scripture says, we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That is in Ephesians 4. Now, I got really excited about this because, you know, I just live in a world of so much disconnection, loneliness, and longing. And I also deal with a lot of people in ministry that come from just a very bad family situation. So, you know, maybe you've not really had a sense of security and identity in your family, and maybe you've spent most of your life learning to forgive your family, you know, or wishing for a new kind of family. But just think about this. When you received Christ, you became a new creation. That's 2 Corinthians 5. And God brought you into His glorious household— And I love this verse from 1 Peter. God has clearly redeemed you from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. That's 1 Peter 1.18. And you know, if you describe the empty way of life you wish you could rise above, remember, God has his redeeming love to make you a new person in a new family with new patterns to follow. In fact, God cares so much about this, about you feeling part of his family especially when you've lost your physical family, that he commands us many times in Scripture to care for orphans, widows, the fatherless. You know, in fact, the primary reason for the tithe in Deuteronomy 14 was so that anyone without land or inheritance or anyone without a country, those without fathers and widows, would come and eat and be satisfied. Now, I love this, that just imagine you are part of a family and you have clear responsibilities and privileges in this family. So at certain points in your life, you might live on the giving side and caring for those in God's family, but most likely you're reading this as someone in desperate need of care from your new family. So as I look back on my life, I'm amazed at how God provided just what I needed in the form of Christians who became mothers fathers, sisters, brothers, and even grandparents. 
when I needed such care. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, well, I, you know, I need that. I also want you to think, well, how could you provide a family experience for someone who you know, who's a believer, who's maybe a younger believer or someone who just doesn't feel connected to the the body of God, the body of Christ? Um, you know, the Holy Spirit is working to gather us together into deep communion with one another, and that's something that's only possible by His power. So as you're thinking, okay, I want to belong to this family, I want to serve in this family, I just want you to start thinking about your, your chosen identity as more communal and less individual. When God chose you for His family, He intended you to experience the blessing of living in this new household because together we bring glory to Jesus. We're chosen for Christ communally because together you manifest God's presence in a special way. So in other words, you teach me something I didn't know about Jesus just as I showcase something to you that maybe you didn't understand before. Our salvation is private and individual, but it's also deeply communal. Tim Keller, in his book, The Prodigal God, Recovering the Heart of the Christian Faith, has a chapter entitled, Salvation is Communal. And he says, you cannot live the Christian life without a band of Christian friends, without a family of believers in which you find a place. What's fascinating to me isn't that we need this band of friends for ourselves or our own emotional experiences, but it's because when we're together— We show one another something special about Jesus. And Keller actually quotes the famous account in C.S. Lewis's book, The Four Loves, when Lewis endured the unexpected death of his friend Charles Williams, who was a member of his literary group, The Inklings. Now, I love this quote, and I shared it um, with my dinner group, my Soup and Story dinner group. I shared this on Saturday night because I just love these people so much, and I realized One of the moms said that what's so hard for her when her son left for college was that that son brings out a part of her that only that son can bring out. And so I was able to talk about this quote about Charles Williams, and this is how C.S. Lewis says it. In each of my friends, there is something that only some other friend can fully bring out. By myself, I am not large enough to call the whole man into activity. I want other lights than my own to show all his facets. Now that Charles is dead, I shall never see Tolkien's reaction to a specifically Charles joke. Far from having more of Tolkien, having him to myself, now that Charles is away, I have less of Tolkien. In this, friendship exhibits a glorious nearness by resemblance to heaven itself, where the very multitude of the blessed, which no man can number, increases the fruition with which each of us has of God. For every soul seeing him in her own way doubtless communicates that unique vision to all the rest. That, says an old author, is why the seraphim in Isaiah's vision are crying, holy, holy, holy to one another. The more we thus share the heavenly bread between us, the more we shall have. I just love that because Lewis is saying with just one friend missing, we have less of our other friends because of what that one person could bring out in the others. And I want you to think of yourself that way. You see Jesus in your own way, and you communicate that vision to us. Without you, we miss that vision. Keller says it like this. Lewis is saying that it took a community to know an individual. How much more would this be true of Christ? So I want you to think of that, that when you're with us, 
We not only know more about Jesus, but we become more ourselves. Chosen people, by being authentically ourselves, bring forth something only we can showcase of Jesus because of who we are. And that is a great role, responsibility, and privilege in the family of God. So here I am bringing you verbs and good grammar as I worship God. But, you know, you're going to bring something to me that I would have never had without you. And I experience Jesus in a special way through you. So thank you for joining the family of God. I'm no longer that depressed and lonely girl always looking for her family. I know I'm chosen and part of the family of God. I have a special role there, just as you do. I serve as an older sister, a mother, to anyone who needs to know where they belong. And I want that for you too, that chosen men and women would start each new day with the understanding that they belong deeply to God's household, and now He can use you to bless your new family. Thank you for joining me on The Verb. Next week, we're going to talk about something really important and that it's God chose us to become like Jesus. What in the world could that mean? I can't wait to connect. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at heatherholloman.com.